0: Thank you, Mado, and thank you, everyone, for showing up and being here today. We have, I believe we have 28 that have joined, and a few of us have invited guests, and of the 28, four of those are Kelly, (laughs) so I welcome the three other Kellys. I feel like I'm used to being in a room full of Jennifers and Ashleys, so it's really fun to have an overwhelming number of Kellys, so sisters in the sangha. Um, So... Uh, I met with Mado uh, a few weeks ago and uh, asked if sometime in 2021, if I could give a follow-up Dharma talk. I've actually given two, this will be my third. Uh, The first one I actually gave was um, around my experience in the business world and how my practice in Buddhism and sitting meditation has really helped to enlighten the work that I do. And so I shared that at one Dharma talk. And then the second one uh, was um, around being Black and Buddhist. I had been doing some readings and uh, connecting with some African-American Buddhist teachers, um, one in particular in Berkeley, California. And excuse me, was really inspired by some of that work and how it was uh, informing people of color and allies around uh, racial injustice. And there's certainly been a lot of unrest and opportunity in this past year. And so uh, I had kind of another revelation uh, this year around some of my work in business and entrepreneurship and thought maybe it'd be a good time to share some of my learnings and practice uh, with the Sangha. So uh, Mado and I met and I was really inspired by some of the work that I'm doing. And I'll talk a little bit about my background, but um, I'm doing uh, work in entrepreneurship, uh, mostly in, in um, social business, social entrepreneurship. And so uh, one of my professors, who is from India, Dr. Raghu Garud, uh, kept speaking of this mantra that really resonated with me in the course I was taking with him this year. And it was, Um, around innovation and entrepreneurship. And so innovation, if you think about it in a business, really comes out of a combination of two things. Um, Disruption, there is a disruption that happens. There's some sort of chaos or there's some sort of problem. And those individuals or those communities or those people that do a deep dive in discovery, oftentimes come up with an opportunity or a solution And that in some way, shape or form uh, becomes innovation. So we'll talk a a little bit about some people and some organizations and some ideas and businesses that came about of disruption and discovery. So it really connected me with the work that we do um, around suffering or experiencing suffering and uh, connecting or becoming aware of the suffering so that if we experience the suffering, become aware of it, how it's affecting us or the community around us or how those are are inexplicitly connected, we oftentimes become liberated. So there was this correlation between suffering, disruption, awareness and discovery and liberation and innovation. And so I just... uh, kind of had this moment in school and graduate program this semester and really thought that this was something that would start to inform some of the work that I do as I go um, forward. So uh, just a little bit about uh, myself. I actually started practicing meditation and yoga when I lived in uh, Boulder, Colorado for many years. I um, attended Buddhist and spiritual events at a university called Naropa that I know many in our community are familiar with. Um, And so that was my kind of my beginning, I guess, of kind of Buddhist spirituality um, and how that spiritual practice connected to my work. I actually worked in the arts and design field for many years in Boulder and Denver, um, and then went on to Vancouver, British Columbia, where I actually worked as a director of career services for an art design university in Vancouver. So I coached a lot of artists into their careers. And so if any of you are artists or know artists, you know that there is great challenge yet great opportunity in trying to help artists get sustainable jobs and careers. It can be very rewarding, but it can be very um, challenging. So I found a lot of um, challenge in this work, but it was uh, very rewarding, very liberating. um, And in some instances, very innovative because I worked with really creative people who are actually trying to make a living at this work. And so it's continued to inform the work that I do now. Um, I've enrolled in a um, I second master's, this master's is in uh, corporate innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, and I'm really focused on um, minority startups, uh, women uh, founded organizations, really s- uh, serving those, communities and those people and those business entrepreneurs and leaders that have been underserved. So there's certainly been a lot of disruption in this space in this past year, or uh, we won't make it political, but even in the the, um, the U.S. political system, there's been a lot of unrest. Um, but there's also been a lot of opportunity that will um, come about. So I would say that um, connecting this to our practice, that my Passion for working with socially minded enterprises and these underrepresented people and communities. Um, much of that has been connected to this fourth noble truth of um, helping to inform right understanding, right thought, right speech, uh, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. So uh, I just get really excited about the work that I'm doing and how I'm able to connect with other people who want to have a right livelihood and not necessarily just a right livelihood for themselves as an individual, but many of these entrepreneurs want to do great things for their community and great things, um, for the world. So, uh, there's a couple phases to this talk. And one is um, when it comes to entrepreneurism, I'll kind of talk about this as I do, maybe with a webinar or a class, or if I'm, you know, coaching early stage startups. So um, an entrepreneur is basically as some, uh, this is where um, Mato and I really connected. An entrepreneur is basically somebody, or entrepreneurs is, is somebody or something or someone that experiences a problem. Um, and ultimately when they do that deep dive or that deep discovery, they find a solution to the problem, but it's important that they go out into the world, they go out into their community and they find out if other people are having this problem and if this solution works for them as well. So um, most solo entrepreneurs or most people who come up with an idea or experience a problem, come up with an idea and then they try to scale it and turn it into a business If nobody else has the problem and nobody else can benefit from the solution, it usually fails. So uh, oftentimes it's best practice. If you decide to start a new entity, it's important that you bring others into the fold because for you to think that you are skilled at every aspect of running an organization or a business, it's very, very challenging. In fact, uh, most people who uh, have entrepreneurs that pitch to them about investing in their idea. If they are alone, if they are a solo entrepreneur, most people will turn them down because they need to be um, involving a community. They need to have other people supporting them. And so again, that got me thinking about the importance of community and that Sangha, if you have a new idea, it's important to share it to see, you know, where other people might be able um, to help you. Uh, so, when we think of entrepreneurism, we could go something as, um, as, uh, extraordinary as Carl Benz who in, in, created the combustible engine or Thomas Edison, who created the light bulb, the motion picture and the phonograph. And both of these, uh, people invented things that are very, um, elementary, um, pedestrian to what we do today. We listen to music, we watch films, we use electricity, we drive in a car, but, but entrepreneurism has really shifted than lists last year. I mean, now when you think of entrepreneurs, you think of the people who started Kickstarter or Uber um, or Airbnb, um, and the idea is still the same. There's still some opportunity or some challenge and somebody comes up with a new, unique idea and, and kind of pushes it out to the people. Um, what's different about these, uh, businesses and these people is that they're entrepreneurs. So ultimately they're trying to make, I guess, money and they're trying to make profit. And so there is this momentum right now around social entrepreneurism where it's, it's, it's about the greater good. Um, there are many social entrepreneurs that are focusing on people, planet, profit. It's called the triple bottom line. Um, So you aren't doing anything in your business or your idea unless it positively affects people, the planet, and the bottom line, it means that that profit goes towards good. And and there's this really uh, amazing organization based out of New York, and they actually certify companies. They're called B Corporations. And so to be a B Corporation, you have to have a very strict business plan that that focuses on the triple bottom line. Um, you are routinely verified that every aspect of what you do in your business is for the greater good. Um, and there are a couple that um, you may patron that you didn't know were uh, a B corporation. One of them is Ben and Jerry's, um, and Ben and Jerry. Those two gentlemen actually took a a. a, a a ice cream making course at Penn State. They didn't graduate from Penn State, but they actually learned how to make ice cream at Penn State, went on to create Bed and Jerry's. So they are a B Corps, which means everything that they do is, is highly scrutinized to ensure that they are uh, working towards social good and are um, affecting the, the bottom line. So um, one of the other things that kind of pivots, pivots from entrepreneurialism is Entrepreneurism. So this is actually somebody that was is within an existing community or within an existing organization, and they want to create something new or something innovative, but it comes from within the community so they're called entrepreneurs, which I think is just fascinating. Um, it takes the, the same philosophy of entrepreneurism. There's a disruption, there's discovery, you come up with a new idea and then you take it out to the world. But entrepreneurism is you bring it back into the community. Um, so Mado and I were talking, we're sitting outside, she was like, well, the Bodhisattva was an entrepreneur. He experienced suffering, he went out, he did deep discovery, he worked with the community the people and became aware, found this awareness of which ultimately was liberation or or innovation. And so he didn't take that idea and go out and spin it off and make it his own. He brought it back to ensure that everybody experienced that together. So I think um, for those of us out there that may not want to take the risk of being entrepreneur, it can be a scary thing. I mean, uh, for many, uh, that disruption or that challenge or that risk uh, is deeply a part of their personality. They love that. They fr- thrive from it, but that isn't uh, for all of us. So there may be great opportunity to be innovative, to do deep discovery, you know, take a challenge and do something unique within your own community or your own business, um, or maybe you are retired, maybe this is something in your Encore career that you wanted to kind of strike out and do something different. So I think the Sangha can be a great place to share some of those ideas that you might want to take on in the future and also um, are there opportunities for entrepreneurship within OON? So uh, for example, Uh, We know that we have a a fundraising uh, campaign that's, that is going to be happening for the new deck. Um, And in the last letter to, um, to the Sangha, it will cost us about $9,000 and someone in our Sangha graciously has given 3,000, but we have quite a bit more to raise. So there could be an opportunity for us to rethink how we come about with those funds that, that still feels authentic, that still isn't focused on profit, but we still need finances to run our organizations. So there may be something really interesting and innovative and entrepreneurial that, that we could do to maybe uh, solve this problem. Um, one of the things about uh, entrepreneurism or intrapreneurism is that usually these are creative ideas. There's something new. There's something fresh. Uh, but they, it can't just be creative, it has to be usable, it has to be scalable, it has to bring value. So there has to be something that's creative about this idea that can benefit others in a good way. Um, ultimately, uh, you can't keep it to yourself, or you shouldn't keep it to yourself. Um, and Mato, we could even talk a little bit more about how sharing, sharing the, the learnings of the Buddha, sharing this with others, it's important that we don't harbor this with ourselves, that um, that we scale it out to our um, community. Uh, so I wanted to just, you know, look at 2020. So uh, we know that with the global pandemic that so much has been disrupted globally. We can think globally, globally but we also know that we can um, have experienced this uh, locally. Um, so a lot of disruption. Um, many people have fallen sick. Many people have passed. Um, it's caused great uh, chaos, not only in our own country, um, but also on a, a global level. How how do we quell this pandemic so that um, our global and local communities are safe um, and healthy? We had had a a very turbulent year politically. We have opposing views about how our our country here in in the USA should be run, but there were also political disruptions in other countries. I know not everybody here in our sangha is from the United States. Um, We had a lot of uh, social unrest um, in the black community in the United States. Uh, Black Lives Matter was very prominent. Um, More than just a moment, it was a movement. And so through all of this disruption, there was also a lot of discoveries. So it's possible that without so many uh, African-American people being disproportionately affected by COVID-19, there wouldn't have been this uprise. And now we wouldn't have more white allies understanding the predicament of the Black man and woman or Black person in um, America. And so people have have risen together to try to make real uh, change. without COVID-19, we wouldn't have uh, understood this disruption of how inadequate our healthcare system in the United States is and how so many people that don't have healthcare or have adequate healthcare um, are able to be well and to be healthy. And many have passed because of that um, predicament. So, um, you know, people have not been able to go to work. Um, well essential workers have had to go to work, but then there are people that have had to work you know, remotely. So there's been this total disruption in the workforce where people are now working from home. Um, and so with these disruptions, there's also come discovery and this disruption has been quite painful, but the discovery has been really enlightening. And so it comes down to you know, what are we going to do as individuals? What is our community? What is our government? What is our country? What is our our planet going to do to innovate 21 um, to take advantage of um, this disruption? Uh, So that's a little bit about the, I guess the disruption discovery equals innovation in kind of the world of business where I come from. But I did want to tie this back into the suffering plus awareness equals liberation. Um, So in Buddhism, um, hopefully we know that, that we're not here to rely on blind faith, but we are um, hopefully investigating things within logic um, and reason. Um, And uh, we had a member of our Sangha talk about uh, having a questioning mind or wanting to question things. And so we are encouraged to be disruptive in that way to encourage um, the ultimate truth and to to question things as we may see or experience them. And so uh, the Buddha actually asked his followers to test the validity in the light with their own experience and judgment. So again, I think this past year, you could see from a 30,000 foot view of what was happening to the world, but ultimately this should be in the light of your own experience. and judgment. Um, Again, in our practice, there's great emphasis laid on the importance of meditation, which again leads to self-discipline, control, and enlightenment. Um, And so when the Buddha witnessed and experienced great suffering, he practiced meditation um, to observe the world and the condition to be awakened to this suffering. So again, you know, the more disruption we've had this year, maybe some of us have actually been sitting on our cushion a little bit more, um, or perhaps because there's been such disruption, we've been restless and we haven't been able to sit and practice as much um, as we would like. So whether you found yourself becoming more aware or need to become more aware from this suffering, um, hopefully, you know, as we continue to practice, this will open up opportunity for further um, enlightenment. Um, I'd like to, you know, speak again to the fact that uh, when the Buddha became enlightened, uh, he did not keep this to himself. He shared this with others. And again, we're kind of tying this into this this entrepreneurism, um, this world of, from which I work, but again, really is about connecting this disruption um and suffering with discovery and awareness and eventually um, liberation and innovation. Uh, So the the second part of the the title, the talk was uh, disruption plus discovery in 2020 will equal uh, innovation and awareness in 2021. So uh, we're we're going to do things just a little bit differently here because I'm going to be innovative, um, and I'm going to just uh, let us take about three minutes. So I'd like us to take about three minutes to reflect on your suffering and the experience disruption that you had in 2020, and then if you were to bring awareness, or if you brought awareness or dis or um, uh, discovery what did you discover about this suffering that brought about some awareness? So those are the two parts, like reflect on the suffering and disruption, correlating those terms. And then what did you discover about this suffering that brought about some awareness? Um, And then for 2021, uh, what from these two things that you've combined together, will you be able to innovate and liberate yourself for in or yourself or your community in 2021. Um, And so in my practice, uh, coaching with early stage startup teams, we do a lot of brainstorming. We do a lot of uh, uh, collaboration and communication. So there's a lot of times we're doing breakout sessions and coming back to the room and sharing our ideas. So this session is being recorded. So when we take these three minutes of silence and we come back, Again, I welcome, you know, a couple of us to just share maybe something that um, they had been thinking about or maybe came about in these three minutes that you would like to share with the group. And I think that will help to inform the discussion that we uh, hopefully have for a few minutes after. Or we can just continue with the discussion, whatever makes sense. So we'll just take three minutes um, to pause and I'll let us know when the three minutes is up. Kelly, shall I stop recording? It's up to the sangha. Okay. So Mato, if you feel like if people want to share intimate stories, it shouldn't be recorded, or if we want to share this with the community, either way is fine with me. Well, let's let's just take the three minutes and then each individual who wants to share can um, either stop the recording or decide they they want it to record. Yeah, so if you are sharing, that means you're okay with other people knowing about your idea, so. Where I recommend to pause the recording, I think that's what I'm gonna do for the three minutes. I'm gonna decide later.